Welcome to the Fast Host Proactive Podcast, Spill the IT. Each episode, we'll sit down with some of the amazing proactive team and chat through their experiences of the ups and downs of IT infrastructure management in small businesses. There's always plenty to chat about. Well, here we are again at Fast Host Proactive HQ, uh, here to record another podcast session. Um, and with me today, I have Gary again, um, who was on our last session as well, who's the solutions consultant here. Um, I'm Graham. I'm your host for today. Uh, but before we start, Gary, if for anybody that's uh, not tuned in before, uh, not heard your dulcet tones, um, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do here at Fast Host Proactive? Hi, Graham. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm a solutions consultant. Uh, that means I'm responsible for designing uh, solutions that meet all the business needs uh, and allow us to add the maximum value into the organizations that work with us. Fantastic. You're the one that gets down in the weeds. <laughs> Most often, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, today, um, we're going to be talking about resource optimization. Um, and, and that's not about people. Um, that's going to be talking about the IT infrastructure, optimization of your infrastructure. Um, so before we get started on that, I, I thought it would be really good, Gary, to hear some of the maybe horror stories, some of the things that you've seen where people have been particularly bad at that sort of resource <laughs> optimization. They just not thought about it, not just not got their ducks in a row. Mm. What, have, what have you seen in your, uh, in your vast and long career? I, th I think, you know, th th there's been a multitude uh, over the years of my time in IT. And, and I think the one common theme uh, around all of them is, is not keeping an eye on things. Um, you know, if you're not watching, things will sneak up on you, right? Uh, and I've seen that happen time and time again. And, you know, organizations are then forced into undertaking activity um, that takes resources, people resources, financial resources away from strategic business goals. Um, you know, so when you have to do these things, that you want them on your terms and in your timing. Mm. I, I mean, does that? It's interesting, isn't it? You you say something there. We've we've not done a pod, podcast, but on, on this um, subject yet. But I guess visibility of your whole operation, understanding what's going on, you know, where people just haven't got the dashboard in front of them, they just don't know yeah. what what the impact's been. Are, are, you, are you seeing sort of people not paying enough attention with those types of uh, approaches? Uh, I, yeah, the, the, there's multiple um, angles into this, right? So, you know, a really big buzzword within IT at the moment, because we do like a good buzzword, yes. is observability. Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing that term used a lot. Um, and effectively, it's it's what insight can you gain into your, um, the, your IT operations with you know, using the data that you've got available. And a lot of organizations have the data. They perhaps don't know how to visualize it. They perhaps don't know how to interpret it. Um, and bearing in mind what we're talking about in a lot of cases are 24, 7, 365 operations. They don't have the time, or if I'm being honest, inclination um, to capitalize on that data and really, really use that um, observability to, to prevent them from having problems. How human is that? I mean, you know, we talk about having these tools, but we still need to look at things that are going on in the business, don't we? And yeah. and make those what I call human decisions. And are, are people relying too much on the, the sort of technology to give them the answers all the time? Are they just like giving it a cursory glance or are they not actioning on what they're seeing? What 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 do you what do you see about that? It's uh, I think it's a um 
you know, people have the data, as I've said. Yeah. Um, I, I think they either underestimate the amount of effort it has to go into doing something with that data mm -hmm. um, because the collection part and, and to an extent the presentation part of that is fairly easy because you can automate that. But that's the bit the computer can do for you. But as you said, the big missing part of that is the human understanding. You know, AI is probably not far off, um, but mm -hmm. AI can't do that for us just yet in mm -hmm. every situation. And so it's if parameter X is 100, mm -hmm. what does that mean to the business? What's the impact of that particular metric breaching going to be in real terms? Mm -hmm. oh, we don't have Michelle here with us today who heads up the sales and marketing here at Fast Host Proactive, but I'm sure it's one of the key conversations she has when she's talking to new customers and actually making sure that people have got that really knuckled down, really tight. It's one of our biggest value areas. We have a team who are looking at this data, mm. looking at the dashboards 24 7, 365. Yeah. And these are highly skilled professional people mm. who, for you know, X number of years, are doing this exact same task but for our own internal infrastructure. So we're talking, you know, beyond enterprise grade uh, scope. And this is what they do. They, you're like, you're like, the v, you're like the VAR of the IT world, aren't you? C completely. You know, I mean. You, Great analogy. I'll think about that. We, yeah, we might have to do a blog on that. Keep that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, look, we're, we're eating our own cooking yeah. here, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, all of these solutions, all of these offerings that we're giving to our proactive clients or making available to our proactive clients are based on things we've been doing at scale for many, many years. So they're getting, as well as the service itself, they're getting the wealth of experience. And, and as you've said, that human element yeah. um, that sits behind them that you can't code, you know, it only comes with training, documentation and experience. Yeah, I guess you've just got their back. You've got people's back. You're making sure they stay good at what they're doing and just say, look, you could be falling over in it very shortly. We need to do something, yeah. We, we, we don't want to speak to our clients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, in, you in, know. in operations, when you're speaking to a client, uh, you know, I would say in, in eight out of 10 cases, it's probably not good news, potentially. Yeah. Um, so the less we have to speak to people... Um, the absolute better for, for for them because it means everything's working, things are doing what they need to be doing, when they need to be doing them. And as you say, you know, people can sleep again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last time we had you on the podcast and you were being interviewed by Charlotte and um, I know your last one that, that you spoke about was around myth, myth busting mm. um, in relation to migration. Um, so when you're looking at migration and migration projects, how important is it for you to consider resource optimization within that migration process? How much of your time in the planning, and you, know, mm. you said that's what you get involved with, how much of your time is spent in understanding that before migration takes place? Um, it's varied, but, yeah. but, but I think the big challenge that I see time and time again, and people tend to fall into, uh, in my experience, one of two camps. There are the organizations who have no visibility of 
what their platform's doing at what times. They just they just don't have that data available to them. You know, in most cases, these are self-managed platforms and the organizations managing them haven't had the budget, the skills, the inclination, whatever that you know may be to build out the platforms that will give them that observability. And so they have nothing. They don't even have a baseline to sort of go right, from. Right. So, you know, that makes migration challenging yeah. uh, or, you know, just day-to-day operations challenging. And the other camp are the people that understand very well their peaks. Yeah. Uh, and again, we see this a lot in e-commerce. So, you know, depending on your market, there is a likelihood that you're going to have uh, you know, peaks and troughs. So, you know, if you sell school, school uniforms, um, yep. you're starting to think about getting busy in the next kind of six weeks or so. And a lot of organizations understand those peaks. What they don't have the ability to do is understand their operating models within the troughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for a lot of platforms, they're being forced to resource for those peaks mm. all year round when mm. it's unnecessary. And the mm. joy of the fast host pl- proactive platform is that flexibility of scale. Yeah. Um, so a, a principle that I use when I'm designing solutions is making sure that we start at a baseline mm. uh, and then we can scale as we need to. And we can do it quick because we've got people watching 345 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um if we find that a peak is greater than we thought we can change that within minutes mm. so that it doesn't become impacting uh and again that agility is one of the things that we bring to the table with all of our solutions yeah just as you were talking there gary i'm, I'm thinking about everybody talks about scaling up don't they making um, meeting that peak mm. but it's just as important to understand and managing dialing back, getting back to a more cost-effective um, uh, way of working um, and managing when that peak is, is is dropping off and getting customers to that point where they know that they're not overly spending their money on on, on, on the capacity they need to buy, um, buy um, to meet those demands. Yeah, and, and, you know, and I think a lot of that behavior is driven by traditional physical uh, and even some virtual platforms that perhaps aren't as agile as the one that we've architected here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you buy a physical server, um, you know there is a limit to how many drives, how much memory, how many CPUs you can put into that box. Um, you can't easily change that after it's been set up. You know the, the only way to put something new in it is to you know physically move it, physically install a new piece of resource Um, and similarly with some cloud platforms adding resource also has a potential interruption service Mm. so i think that's what's driven some of that overspend Mm. in it and that people have to resource for their peak times Mm. all all the time Mm. Um, with our platform you don't have to do that Mm. you know you can flex that up and down um, you know as and when you need to uh, without having to worry about that interruption to service so you know last time you were speaking and in previous podcasts we've we've spoken about the hybrid model haven't we where people have got some uh, on-prem um, equipment and responsibility, and obviously then they're using cloud as well. Mm. What what's the complexities? How does does that get muddled? Does that, that does that sometimes add a tier of complexity that that really sometimes it doesn't work as well as it should? Uh, of of course, um, but I think I think the biggest complexity with with that particular model is budgetary. 
Um, so if you've got a, a big on-premise um, estate, uh, you know, that will have a cost attached to it. Um, and so when you're looking at migration of those systems off-premise, there is going to be a portion of dual operability, which, you know, again, can become particularly costly. An area where we focused with customers in this situation is looking at individual workloads. Okay, so rather than saying, let's take this massive server IT thing that does job X, job Y, what we suggest clients do is look at job Y, let's build a solution resource specifically for that one workflow that keeps that spend down. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I keep saying it, um, but because of the platform flexibility and mm -hmm. agility, we can then add additional workflows in as the project moves forward and again, minimize that uh, excess spend by resourcing for the job at hand rather than where we think we might be at our busiest period with everything running. Mm. Uh, and I guess finally, just one, one other consideration. Um, it's important for you and your team, your customer success managers um, to, to really keep close to your clients, I guess, to understand what's going Are there quarterly reviews? Is it mm -hmm. every six months? Yeah. Are, are you are you getting together every other month? I mean, what's what I mean, it must help having that fluid conversation with your customers, just understanding what's going on in their world. It's it's essential. Right. Okay. So so what we are what we're doing is is we are becoming part of the IT function of our customers' business. Mm. Um, and so in order to make decisions that are based on business needs as opposed to just abstract technology, we have to be embedded in that in that mm. customer. We, we have to understand um, beyond the data that we have in front of us. And certainly we have a, an infrastructure analysis service and a solution analysis service that customers can take. Uh, and what that enables us to do with them is run through um, overall performance every single month. Let's look at how things have been running across the, the last four weeks. Um, have there been any breaches? Have we noticed anything? Have our engineers sort of identified that at three o'clock in the morning, Server X gets really, really busy and, and we're not sure why, so we want to dig more. Mm -hmm. um, we maintain calendars of customers' key events, mm -hmm. okay? So by understanding what's happening in the business, again, it allows us to put more relevance and context around these numbers on the board. Mm -hmm. You know, when we can see when we can expect busy periods, um, we know the calls. We can then make recommendations. We will retain that data as part of monthly reporting packs and say to organizations, right, last year during your busy period, we had an issue here. Let's get ahead of that. Mm -hmm. Let's put some more resource in this particular area because then we don't have to deal with it on the fly, we're ready in advance. Yeah, it's fascinating, you know, every time I come into Fast Host Proactive, you know, I, I just get a little bit more of a deeper understanding. And I guess for you, dealing with all those different customers uh, who are all doing all different things, it must make it quite interesting, uh, understanding when they've got new product launches, new services, new events and things like that. So it must, it must be quite nice to have that diversity as such. It's great. Um, you know, you, you get to be a part of many, many, many businesses. Yeah. Now, you know, um, if you're like me and, and um, 
won't say I've got a short attention span, but I, I like to be varied. Yeah, of course. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to work with, you know, a huge number of organizations yeah. that, you know, just wouldn't be possible unless I was in this kind of role. Well, Gary, you've been great again. So thank you very much for for, for coming on. Um, yeah, absolutely fascinating subject. Really enjoyed that conversation. Um, so next time uh, when we're going to be recording, uh, next time we're going to be talking about the challenges. I mean, very relevant to this, really. We're going to be talking about the challenges of the online seller, new, old, or even evolving. And what's going to be going on? What's going to be the future state of online retail? And let's look at that maybe. Well, we're going to talk about what that's going to look like over the next five years. So uh, have a think about that one because I'm sure you'll have a comment on our next podcast. But uh, <laughs> until next time, we'll see you all again soon. Thank Thanks. you very much. Thanks, Gary. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcast or visit proactive.fasthost.co.uk for more info. See you next time. <laughs>